0: Pulp MX
1: production. Thanks for all the support, Pulp MX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code PULPMX. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on pulpmx.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by Racer X, presented by btosports.com and Thor MX. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis.
2: Welcome to the BTOSports.com RacerX podcast, presented by Thor MX. Thanks to BTOSports.com and Thor MX for coming on board. ThorMX.com and listen to the commercial here to save some money at BTOSports.com for anything you need. We, um, I'm your host Steve Mathis. We did this podcast last year, or the year before, and we got a uh, we got a lot of good reviews about it. People really dug it. Um, people on Twitter. Had some good responses to it, uh, enough to ask us uh, to do it again. And that's the uh, 2014 New Bike Review uh, show. And uh, um, with me, the same guys that did it before, uh, X's resident tester, former 125 Supercross winner, uh, former runner-up in the 125 West Coast title and Supermoto title, and uh, uh, ex-superstar David Pingree.
0: Kind of overselling it a little bit, Steve. Well,
2: I just really want to, you know. Um, you're somebody. You're somebody, Ping. Um,
0: but that's what my mom and dad tell me.
2: Also on the line, uh, former factory KTM Canada rider. Um, once a whole shot, a Supercross, heat, and lead for a little bit. Um, now tests for a Dirt Rider Magazine as well as a bunch of other companies. Uh, does some independent product testing. Uh, Chris Kiefer. What's up, Kiefer?
1: Hey, my list is way shorter. You're a whole shot of heat racing. You're nobody, bro. <laughs> Dude, why am I on here? That feels so bad. I'm just going to hang up.
2: Only because Jody wasn't answering his phone. That's why oh, we got
1: you. Oh, wow. Okay, I am hanging up then.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, we got some good response from the last show that we did on this thing. Um, and uh, I thought we'd do it again. First off, I guess um, 2014 bikes. The Yamaha 250F is new. I just spoke to two people uh, – well, Ping, we'll start with you. I spoke to two people um, that uh, tested and ra- rode for Transworld Motocross, uh, or maybe Schman World Motocross. And um, they both said that despite barely being changed, they thought the Suzuki 450 was the best one of the year.
0: This year? The
2: 14th? Yeah, this year. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I- that doesn't surprise me.
2: The bike's uh, not been changed for a while, but they or major changes, but they seem to know what they're doing.
0: Well, you know, like some of these manufacturers, let's just take Honda, for example, back in '08, they had that bike pretty well dialed in. Like there were some issues with the front end. It would push. Some people would tell you just depending on how you rode, but they had tuned that thing, just kind of fine tuned it and tweaked it until it was really good. Mm-hmm. And, I feel like ever since then, they keep making these big changes and all this new technology. And, yeah, it's rad, but I don't know that the bike's a whole lot better. I mean, I think the motor definitely is It's more usable and more friendly. But I, I feel like my point is sometimes these manufacturers just get going to make changes just to make changes. Mm-hmm. And Suzuki dialed that bike in with Ricky and Chad. They spent a lot of time getting it the way it is. And they kind of just keep going back. And, oh, there's some guys are saying the, the tranny mischief. little. okay, let's. Folks on that, and they fixed that. Right. And the bike still kind of looks the same. There's nothing wild major changes, but it's a really solid package. So, you know, I've, I've picked it in uh, 12 and 13. It was my favorite bike.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I did not do our shootout this year. I just kind of managed it and um, kind of lined up the guys that did come out and do it. But right. um, there was, again, a lot of people that really felt it was good. We had a little bit more of a mixed review this year. Some guys like the Cowie. Some guys like the KTM. So just, I think it's a lot of it just depends on what you like and what you're looking for. But Zuki is still very competitive, even though they haven't made major changes in life.
2: There, um, there were some people unhappy with your testing procedures at Racer X on Vital. I saw, <laughs> no. I read. Um,
0: well, <laughs> keep her back up on this one, but like, you're just not making people happy. No. There's just no way. You can't. No, it's not so, possible. Right. We, we've, we've tried. Oh, man, we've gone and tweaked the format like every year. Okay, people right. didn't like this. Let's try this. Okay, people say we need this. All right, let's try that. Let's try this. I mean, we've literally, every single year, we've changed it and tweaked it. Mm-hmm. And you'll make some people happy, and then other groups like, what in the world? You guys are idiots. stupid. <laughs> right. So we have we have yet another idea, we're going to tweak it a little bit again for the 250 shootout. And- right. I, we were just talking about this, Pete Martini, and I said, "Dude, we we've got to just come up with that we like, and yeah. everyone else is just gonna have to piss off because <laughs> we, so um, there's some people. They always there's always a you know better way to do it if you listen to somebody else. Right? No, I agree. I agree. Um, and, and truly, what people need to get to Steve, not to get all long winded on you here, but no, like they they they. Called up because we had Morris do an introduction on the KTM.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, he works for KTM. Right. things. Our introductions are just that. It's a, a new bike introduction. Here's the new bike. Here's what's new. Look at it. Isn't it pretty? We have a guy ride it and just, you're going to watch him ride it. We're not breaking the bike down. We're not like, you know, mm-hmm. picking it apart. It's just, here's what it is. Here's what's new. Check it out. So, in that instance, there's nothing wrong with having a guy who works for KTM. In fact, I want someone who really knows those changes, yep. you know, intimately and can talk about it say why it was You know, that's the perfect fit. Mm-hmm. Our shootouts, um, you know, you can only do, you know, yeah, you're right. To, to do a full, thorough back-to-back comparison of all the bikes and really break it down and really tell you what is the best bike of the year, would take us months. We'd have, right. you know, it's not possible. The manufacturers, even if they wanted to support something like that, they wouldn't support something like that. And, and yeah. we don't have the time or money to go out and do that all year long. And by the time we came up with an answer,
3: mm-hmm.
0: everyone who was <laughs> going to buy a new bike would have already bought new bikes. Yeah. Well, what's yeah. the point? You know, like the whole point is to try to do it quick and give people some feedback. Hey, here's kind of what we felt about the new bikes. Right. If there is a major flaw or, you know, your, I don't know.
2: Your cell phone's breaking up a little bit. Um, so if you can move somewhere else, that'd be great, Ping.
0: See? Get it together, I can't make Get it together. <laughs> What's that, Ping? I said again, can't make everybody happy. You're <laughs> about my phone.
2: <laughs> Very angry, Ping. About a six-minute rant there. Good job. Um, uh, Kiefer, do you do – you, and, I, and I think I agree with Ping. Like, to really do the test right, you would need months and months on the bike and you would need to uh, you know, talk about it after doing some mods and see how the reliability is. But by then, everybody else is, everybody's already bought their bike. I sort of agree with him. Do you?
1: Yeah, and I agree with Ping as far as you can't please anybody, especially the YouTube Nazis and all the guys that leave the comments. I mean, those guys are brutal, but we do it a different way. We, we have more time, I think, just with our magazine, so we go out, and actually he's right. The manufacturers aren't too pumped to come out with us, and we bring them out you know, Mm -hmm. three to four times within the span of two weeks. So, and we go out and ride the bikes, you know, five, six different tracks before we actually give a final winner, because this year we found out that there was certain bikes that worked great on some tracks, Mm -hmm. and then the same bike worked crappy at a tighter track. So, we just try to get more of a well-rounded spectrum and to make sure we covered every basis that we could, and um, and just like Pink, we get... A normal guy, we get a fast dude, and we get an intermediate guy because mm. you know, not everybody's ping or, you know, my speed. There's guys that want to buy a bike that are novice, you know, 200-pound guys, so we try to get all of those guys and fit them into the shootout. So I agree.
2: Um, ping, is there – they're all they're all basically the same, the 450s are. Honda did a, re, a redo last year. Is there a 450 that's most improved? Is there one, or are they all – Kind of in the same category, or was there one that stood out for you?
0: As uh, they did a good job on it. Well, Yamaha made the Yamaha made the most changes. Um, You know, but I I just feel like for all the change they did, it should have been better. Boom. Um, I don't think they were really listening to feedback. Um, The bike still kind of has a wide, heavy feel. Mm-hmm. When you compare it to the others and there's just still some handling issues. And I think it's, it's kind of off of the rear end now, which was always the issue before the rear end was so not planted.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, the
0: thing was unpredictable. And now I feel like that's better, but now the front gets nervous and twitchy and especially at speed and um, the stability isn't there. You know, mm-hmm. riding it, whether you're coming into a sweeper or, or, like, into a turn from a sweeper, man, I just, I, it's hard to feel like the front end stable underneath you. You know, where, like, the Cowie, you just—you never question that front end what it's going to do. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very stable that way. So, I don't know. I don't know who, you know, if, if in testing they had it where they wanted it, and then somewhere mm-hmm. between that and production, it, things change, and that happens. Or if their test rider was... Um, Smoking heroin. I mean, I'm not sure.
2: (laughs) Could be either one of those things. (laughs) I can't be certain. Um, Can't be certain. But you didn't answer the question. So Yamaha's
0: most changed.
2: But yeah, but Um, is there one that's most improved? (laughs) uh,
0: No. I I still would give it to Yamaha. I think it's improved. Probably the most over last year because all the other bikes didn't really change much. Right. A little refinement.
2: Okay. What do you think, Kiefer?
1: Uh, Pingree's pretty, 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 uh, on target there. Like when I went to the intro and they had that Zaka station, which is, uh, a track that gets tilled up really deep and it gets really ruddy. I think they shot themselves in the foot by holding it there because it didn't show the true, um, good points that the bike can do. And that track was more like a point and shoot. So once the bike is in the rut, it's, it's pretty good. But to get it to, to settle in, like you said, it has a vague feeling that pushes, mm-hmm. the bike doesn't do that. Um, if there's a track where it shines on, I think it's where more loamy and there's not a lot of ruts where you can kind of go where you want to go. And that's where the bike, I think, handles the best. But uh, the motor is actually the best of all the 450s, I think. I don't know what Ping thinks, but I think the motor is insane.
2: Yeah, I don't think yeah, there's, a, motor, lot of, motor, yeah, there's motor, a lot of yeah. There's a lot of complaints about the Yamaha. No one will ever say motor, like you know, from talking to everybody. So, um, where are we at, Kiefer, on air forks? Uh, the second year, Cowie Honda 450s have them. Are they any better? Are do you like them better? If I remember right, neither one of you uh, two Ace testers were really sold on them. Um, are we any? Are we further down the road? Do we like them more? Are they better? Or what, what What do you think?
1: No, I mean, I still dislike them actually quite a bit. Um, the Honda, they changed it a little bit, but it still has the same mid-stroke harshness that it always has. Mm-hmm. And of course, they do change during the course of the day, like especially when you get a track that's really rough, you really can't dial them in. It always seems to be harsh. Um, Cowies, out of the two, I think Cowie has the better feeling fork. Mm-hmm. Um, it soaks up the smaller stuff better than the Honda. And the mid-stroke action is a little bit better than the Honda, but it's still... Both of them, there's too much uh, variance throughout the day in that fork, just because you know air pressure build up or,
3: mm-hmm.
1: or whatever it does. But uh, you know, I, and the bikes that I ride, I you know even if I wouldn't own a bike, I would try to put a spring fork just back on, just because you get more front end feeling, um, especially in the corners. Mm-hmm. Um, but if there's one thing that the air fork does do well. It's uh, hold itself up as far as like if you over jump something or you under jump something, it doesn't bottom as easy as a spring fork. But that's the only positive I could actually take away from the air fork myself.
0: Ping, what do you think? Yeah, I, I mean I appreciate what they're trying to do. I just I hope that they'll get it figured out, and this will just sort of be that transition period that we're in right now. Because the one thing I don't like about it, I still the feel is. It's okay. I can if I sit there and tinker with it and fuss with it. I can get it feeling to where it's okay. But did you, did... man, you're you're like a mad scientist with the dials and turning things up and pumping up there. And you know, now what do I do with my compression and my rebound? And <laughs> right, right. The this, this spring fork was so simple. It's like, you know, either get, get the right spring rate for you, then maybe add a little oil. Maybe you don't. You know, that's it. We go ride it. It doesn't change. It's it's consistent where. With these, if you go up in elevation, if it gets cold, every time you ride, you need to check your pressure. And Oh, where am I at? oh I'm two pounds low. I don't have a pump. Mm-hmm. And then your bike is, you know, fully stink bug all day. So they're very, very sensitive to that air pressure. I mean, one pound is a half a spring rate. Mm-hmm. So if the thing goes down a couple pounds or goes up, mm-hmm. all of a sudden your bike is totally out of balance. And, you know, I don't know, uh-huh. for the average guy, who wants to be sitting there micromanaging the air pressure in their forks every time they ride it um, it's just inconvenient to me I, I want to i just want to put gas in it i barely want to do filters you know? <laughs> i just want to go ride says
2: the x-factory rider um
0: <laughs> well you know i just that to me that's the, the bigger issue i think for most people it works okay it's not like uh, you get on and go oh, it's awful right um i i tend to like the feel of the spring ford a little bit better but I'll ride the air fork all day long and not, I won't complain about it. It's just I don't like having to go. Okay, what's the pressure here? Uh oh. Yeah, one pump. Let me go find a bike pump.
2: One of the things that or they, they say, one of the things they say about the air fork, and neither one of you said it. I noticed somehow making the front end lighter with no spring, putting air forks on, increases the uh, weight and the feel on the front end. Theoretically, neither one of you mm-hmm. said that though.
1: Increases it or decreases
2: it? Increases it. It's supposed to give it a little more feel on the front end. Um, mm. And neither one of you said that, but if you speak to some oh. of the super suspension guys, that's what they say is a benefit of it, is that you feel it. Your hands are have a more direct correlation to what the front tire front end is doing.
1: Are we talking the guys that ride supercross, or are we talking guys that are just, you no, know, just, production?
2: Just suspension guys in general.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and just. Straight out of the box, just especially when I ride them back-to-back, let's just say with the spring fork, I put spring forks on a Honda and then took them off put them on air forks. Mm-hmm. Um, I just get more front-end traction, initial lean in corners. I get more feeling, so I'm the opposite of what those guys are saying. I can feel more with my handlebars with the spring fork versus the air fork where I feel like maybe I feel less because it feels a little bit lighter, so I don't get a whole Mm-hmm. um a lot of traction so I feel the opposite hmm.
0: um the uh okay. i i always felt like it's just a different feel um for them to say you get more feel
3: mm-hmm.
0: i don't i don't know i don't know that's that's the right wording it's a different feel like with the air fork it always feels like the, the rebound is moving faster so like if i'm coming into a turn instead of it having sort of a cushy Cadillac-y feel its it's really the front tire is really active. You know, it follows right. the ground really well, but that translates to just a different feeling at your handlebars. Like, um, you know, at, at times it feels like your rebound's way too fast. Uh, but then you're like, I don't know. Just it, that's the feeling you get, and you, you know, you don't really want to slow it down because then
3: mm-hmm.
0: it, it'll start packing and stuff. But that's the feeling to me that I get. So I would just say it's a different feel, and maybe some guys like it, if some guys don't. It seems like. You know, I think the average guy doesn't really notice or care.
3: Right.
0: Just the weekend warrior dude. And on a pro level, it seems like a lot of those guys are having some issues getting it squared away. Huh? Are the uh, – when you guys go
2: out with the with the OEMs, with the manufacturer uh, tester guys, are they just just telling you over and over, Air Fork's good, huh? Air Fork, huh? Air Fork. It's good, huh, Ping? Huh, Ping? Akiever? <laughs> huh, it's good, huh? Uh, uh, are they trying to sell you guys on it?
1: They're actually pretty neutral. I yeah. mean – Okay, those guys are pretty cool, like, they're pretty neutral, they understand what, you know, what we, we're telling them, and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they understand, like, I think, obviously, it's a cost thing, you know, guys actually know things about dirt bikes, and the manufacturers are cutting costs, and that's one good way they can make the bike, you know, cost them less to make, mm-hmm. and sell it for the same price, so, you know, they're going to have a little gimmicks here and there, and I'm sure those everyone knows that in the back of their head, but it's like Pink said, it is a different feeling, and... I just prefer more of a of a spring feeling, maybe because that's what we grew up riding. I mean, maybe this is a a new way of riding, but I just kind of always grew up with spring, so that's what I like.
0: Um, You don't don't scrub hard enough, bro. You gotta (laughs) scrub harder.
2: Diverting off of this a little bit, we'll get back to it. Uh, Ping, is there is there one production bike over the years that really stands out for you as being like a great memory or a great bike? Was there maybe the 08 uh, Honda? Or I mean, is there?
0: the No, nah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say even that, even though that was probably the first best 450.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, to me, the bike that, if you had to say what is the best, are we talking about four strokes here? Or anything, you to go way anything,
2: back? anything. Any, yeah. uh, just a bike that really blew I your would way tell back. You
0: The best four stroke I ever rode was the Honda 250 all the way up to last year. And, and this new bike, I don't have enough time on to really mm-hmm. say if it's gone forward or backward. But that old Honda 250, man, you could, you could literally just, for me, I could put grips on it. I don't like the stock grips. That's about the only thing I didn't like about it. And I could go race that thing. So mm-hmm. Stock suspension and everything, I could race it. It just, everything about it was good. I'd get off and go, well, you know, oh, what can we do? do we want to fix it. i like, nothing. Uh, I, just, I love it, right? Like it is. Well. Good job.
2: What about the so, ones that came with a too bigger carburetor, and they were bogging and stuff? Is that are we talking about newer since then? The yeah, EFI bikes
0: they fixed that. I would say yeah, the, yeah. the twelve and thirteen. Let's just okay. Say. All, right. All right. What do you think? Two thousand thirteen Honda two fifty. Yeah,
1: I like the two fifty two. You know, we talked about this last time, but oh eight four fifty was Honda four fifty was awesome. Mm-hmm. That was one of those bikes. Just like King said, you hopped on it, you're like, man, I don't know what to change. It felt really good. The motor was stock and Mm -hmm. And recently I had a chance to ride a, um, I went back and rode a 2012 RMZ450. And we were talking about the RM earlier, Mm -hmm. and they changed the frame from a little bit from 12 to 13. And I personally like the older frame better just because it has a little bit more flex. And uh, to me, that was one of the best bikes too, man. The 2012 RMZ450 was uh, pretty damn close to being uh, like the Honda back in a way he just hopped on it and felt really good the motor was strong mm-hmm. suspension was balanced and uh and it felt good and just going off of with pink said to me like the the new suzuki four hundred and fifty is, is good but uh the, the head tube increased in 12 to 13 i think i just feel more rigidity up front so i feel more of the track um on that bike versus other bikes and uh and uh you know you get that sff fork which you know went up you know, a size from 47 to 48, and you just increase that rigidity, and I think you lose a little bit of comfort. So,
3: hmm.
2: um, the Let's talk a little bit individually about each bike uh, on the 450 side. KTM, Ping, thoughts on that?
0: Uh, KTM for me, great bike. I think it's better suited to a bigger guy. It's got, like, kind of a wider feel in the airbox. So, like, if I hit a jump, like a sharp jump, and I've got to get back off the back, I mean, it feels wide in between my legs. The further I go back, mm-hmm. it gets wider. Um, and it just feels like, and I rode it back-to-back with the 350, so maybe I'm comparing it to that a little bit, but it just felt like a big, heavy bike. Um, heavier bike, let me say that. Mm-hmm. Not like a big mm-hmm. tank, but just a little bit heavier compared to, like, the Honda or the <laughs> Suzuki that both post. Smaller, more compact, and a little lighter. Um, so, but past that, amazing engine. I mean, I don't know that you could even, there's nothing to complain about that motor. It's
2: Better than a Yamaha or different?
0: Just a little different. I think it revs farther than the Yamaha. It's super broad. I mean, it, motor's not really a problem on those 450s. Right. I mean, they have all the power you you're ever going to need, you know? So maybe you feel more comfortable with the way one delivers it or whatever, but they all make power. Even everyone complains that the Honda's is slow. I get that a lot at our test, and I'm like, eh. <laughs> You're it's like, just, trust me, you could still. It just doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It just doesn't hit anywhere. If there was some big jump out of a turn, I guarantee you jumping on the Honda, it wouldn't be like you couldn't get over it. <laughs> right, you're you like, like, oh, I, mean? I
2: just need a little more. I just need a little more. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So I, I kind of laugh when I hear that, but it's just a very flat feeling engine. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
0: The KTM, though, as far as you know, and I've said this forever, brakes and finish and bars and grips and um, it's a very well finished bike. And um, I think it's put them into the mix now, where I've got I've got guys who picked that as the best bike the last couple of years. Yeah.
3: So. Uh, yeah.
0: So
2: do you um do you agree with that, Kiefer? All that KTM? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree too, and. Added to that, too, I just think their fork needs a little bit more work too. I've never had complaints with the shock. The shock actually has uh squats out of corners and it's really comfortable, but the fork uh, always seemed to be a little bit uh, harsh feeling too just throughout the whole stroke and uh that's why I think like pink said uh more suited to bigger guys and you uh, know I mean, I'm a hundred and sixty five mm-hmm. pounds and it just seemed like it was maybe uh, oversprung for me so mm-hmm. um, but like you said, it's in the mix. the motors insane I really like. He's right. That thing revs so far for 450, it's retarded. And uh, everything looks beautiful. I just think they need an orange frame. Yeah. thing look great.
3: They
2: do look Oh, yeah.
0: Why won't they do that? That makes me so mad. It looks so much better, and they just refuse to sell it with an orange frame.
2: Yeah, way better. Can you, Kiefer, when you jump from bike to bike when you have them all together, can you tell the difference between a steel and aluminum frame?
1: I can, especially on pack tracks, I can tell you know, quite a bit, it, it's a little bit more forgiving for me. Um, but the thing that I have a problem with, too, also is um, it vibrates. The KTM vibrates because I think it's a solid mount system up on the bars, and I think they should go to a rubber mount. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it's it to me, like, aluminum, steel frame, I can feel a little bit. Um, average guy, probably not. But right. um, it does vibrate a little bit more. Either, you know, I don't know if that's the frame or maybe that's because of the bar mounts. So I don't know.
0: Uh, Ping, what about you? That's, that's, well, that's the one thing. I'm glad he keyed on that because that's the one thing I would tell those guys to change. If they could make one improvement for 2015, I would go to rubber-mounted bars. You're the only manufacturer that doesn't. And you're the only one get off those bikes, and you're like, can't hey, thing vibrate? You know? Yeah. It, it would give that bike a completely different feel. And yeah. uh, I, I think it would improve it. Uh, so hopefully that's something i uh, are looking at.
2: Honda. Honda Ping, what's your thoughts on that? Just a, a tame motor, but uh, have they figured it out a little more? I know, you know, some of the factory guys aren't, aren't that pumped on it, but um, you know, that's at the highest, highest levels.
0: Yeah, on a on a in totally stock trim, I can go out on that thing, and it's it's the lightest feeling bike. It's actually the lightest bike uh, on a scale too. Mm-hmm. Um, so very very quick feeling light. Like you can move it around, make it do what you want to do, which to me on a 450 is really important because I don't like feeling like I'm going along for a ride with that much horsepower under me right. like,
3: I'm just hanging on like,
0: hopefully this thing takes me where I want to go, And I like to feel like I've got some control of it, and on the Honda I do the only issue I've got with it is in that front end, and it's what they did there was an issue last year where it just felt like a, it was diving down in too much into the stroke, and it would kind of pack somewhere like half to three-quarters of the stroke, and it would just kind of stop. Mm-hmm. And so they added some air pressure. Their standard air pressure went up from it was a 32 to 34. Is that what it is, it uh, Was
1: it 33 ounce at 35?
0: Okay. It went up two pounds. So that helps hold it up, and that's what we were doing last year when we were going out testing with it. You know, We kept just going up on air pressure, and it made it better. I just still don't have a really good feel of that front end. Um, maybe if I had it and rode it all year and I could work with it and have pro circuit, you know, help me, I could get it right. I'm sure, but in what I was able to do in a day, I just it didn't feel awesome. So that's my only complaint is in the fork. Mm-hmm. And again, it mm-hmm. might just be me not having that air fork figured out. Um, but you know, everything else is typical Honda. It's just a very tight feeling. There's no weird vibration. The motor. I really like it. Um, the guys that say it doesn't have enough motor, I mean it's that I kinda of giggle. I right. you could throw an exhaust right. on that and then maybe like a an air force air boot or something, you know, a couple little mods where you let the engine stock and just do that if you really needed more power.
3: Yeah.
0: And you never you'll never be you know, unable to do a jump or run out of horsepower. So I, I kinda laugh at that, I think. Right. The motor's great. I think if, in fact, if you took that versus the Yamaha or the Cowie engine, yeah. you could do more maps on the Honda just because it does come on smoother. It's a little right. softer feeling. But, you know, it's not going to wear you out as quick.
2: I got a question for you. Like, last time I had a bike, I had like an 09 Cowie 450, and Ross Maeda did the suspension for me, and I needed to have your springs. I mean, I'll put it out there. Really? Um,
0: yeah. we are in that target range?
2: No, I was not. Yeah. Um oh. but here's my question. Can you could I just fill that on a fork with like 100 pounds of pressure and I'd be fine? I wonder if there's a limit. You know what I'm saying like to where they're like, "Hey, you just, you, you can't hey fatty, we can't we can't put enough air in it." I wonder.
1: Hey, we're going to have to mix yellow in. That. There is something in the manual. I was reading the manual the other night.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And uh there there is an air pressure danger zone
2: there has to be right yeah. yeah cue
1: in cue in the kenny Loggins music right now because <laughs> when you go in over a certain amount uh you're too low cougar you need to you know pull out
3: so mm.
2: just you wondering. need
1: to uh take those suckers off and do something else but i don't yeah what the heck do you do then i don't know i don't know right yeah
2: because i remember ross made joking like he's like yeah i found you some springs or whatever you know what i mean like and it worked great but yeah just curious um do you guys think before we uh Ping, do you think if you're a racer, is there any stock exhaust you would use, or would you always at least minimum put on a slip on for these bikes?
0: If it's me, I I put a slip on just to get rid of some weight. Right. Stock mufflers are like anchors, man. They're so heavy. Yeah. Um, That's the biggest thing for me. It's not like I'm really looking for more horsepower. But you get better throttle response.
2: You get better throttle
0: response a lot of times. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and 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 you know, like those guys aren't idiots. Not they're making not making exhaust that make the power hit harder. It's, mm-hmm. it's usually it'll rev a little farther or it'll pick up a little quicker, something like that. But um, if you can afford a grand, go for it. If not, you know, the slip-ons are a good option just to get rid of some weight and make it look cool.
2: Kiefer, what do you think of the Honda? Did Ping? Uh, did Did you see some of the same things that Ping Ping saw?
1: Yeah, same thing. Like. Front end, um, front end. Start with the fork. Yeah, fork yeah. is it. It needs help. Obviously, we talked about the air fork, and it is a little twitchy up front. I agree. Um, I've 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 worked with it a little bit to help that, and I've gone to some you know different offset clamps, and and it, and it does help that. Um, but that's one of its its bad traits. Right. Um, I think I'm I'm with Ping. I love the motor just because it's so easy to ride, and and you're getting traction to the ground. Um. And I think what a lot of people are mistaken is when they get on the Honda, the word that I like to use is excitement. There's not a whole lot of excitement down low. And I think that's what you get from the other 450s is that, that crisp, that bark, you know, and that excitement feeling, throttle response. And the Honda is just kind of like, okay, let's, let's start revving, and it's just kind of mm-hmm. But it, it works. Like, on the track, it, it's responsive. It just doesn't have a whole lot of excitement down low. Um, it's it's one of my favorites to ride just because I can ride it a little bit harder because it's a little bit less gnarlier to ride. You know, really? Motor-wise.
2: So yeah, it's it's that much of a difference. Both of you have admitted it. It's that you can. It must be major. You can tell.
1: Yeah, it, yeah. and it is when you ride them back to back. You can tell. I mean, you know, anyone can get them on back. And I'm like, wow, this is. Right. You know, the first the first word they say, oh, it's way slower, but. Yeah. You know, it, it's not. It's just smoother to ride. That's the word. Smoother and less excitement.
0: Um. I guess if, I tell you if they get that front end figured out, Steve. Like if they could have get that fork working great, that bike wins the shootout. Right, because you can't shoot a whole lot of holes in that thing other than that front end.
2: Hey, and with that, let's go to uh, let's go to commercial break here on the uh, BTOSports.com RacerX podcast show presented by ThorMX. Listen to these commercials and uh, support us so we can keep talking. Thanks, guys.
1: The Racer X Podcast Show is brought to you by btosports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM Race Team and the heart of the BTO Sports Amateur Motocross Team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support, support the sport that us. supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you,
2: the listener, for supporting us and the Racer X Podcast Show. Use coupon code PULPMX
1: when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. 2013, JT Racing enters its next generation with the all-new Evolve Light, ProTech, Enduro, and Limited Edition collections, taking quality and innovation to a whole new level. Also available in youth sizes, each collection is built with high-grade materials offering its own unique characteristics to meet the demands of today's riders, both recreationally and competitively. To find a dealer or view the entire collection online, log on to JTRacingUSA.com
3: championship proven many motocross apparel brands make that claim
0: but only thor can back it up as america's first motocross apparel brand thor has set the standard for delivering the highest quality performance race wear on the market for the past 45 years with champions like ryan Villopoto, blake baggett and dean wilson to name a few our products truly are championship proven to see all the new 2013 products, visit ThorMX.com or head to your local
1: Thor Parts Unlimited dealer. Thor, the official racewear of Supercross.
2: You know what I notice in reading magazines and, and listening to you guys and everything about these bikes? You know, for a hundred years, Honda had the best grips, clutch, bars, brakes, etc., etc. Fit and finish of a Honda's were always number one compared to everybody else, and not so much anymore, huh? Kiefer, like they're they're good. They're it's not like they're crappy, but other bikes have caught up or surpassed them in a lot of those areas.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, Honda has one of the worst front brakes stock. I mean, I have to back bleed that thing from the caliper all the time just to get some of the air out of the line because the the I have that front brake lever jested all the way out, hmm. and wow. I have to back bleed it just to kind of get some more you know power out of it. Um, but KTM surpassed everyone on that, that front. Fit and finish, KTM has that hands down just from, right. you know, i do not a fan of their grips either, but, like, brakes, fit and finish, just parts on the bike, KTM's nailed it, I think.
3: Oh, huh. okay.
2: Um, the Kawasaki ping, everyone, from talking to people, it's just uh, it doesn't do anything great, but doesn't do anything terrible either. It's just a really, really solid bike.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Great motor. It's the first thing I, you notice for me when I jumped on it, like how what Chris was saying is that excitement. That thing is so freaking loud from the cockpit. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like there's no packing in the muffler, and you sound like you're going fast. You right. know Whether it's any faster than anything else, I don't know, but um, it's almost irresponsibly loud. <laughs> um, but it's still a great motor. Mm-hmm. Uh, really really stable bike, so you know, in the past, it's always had a little bit bigger feel to me. And I didn't like that, and I think it's getting better for me. I feel more comfortable in it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I would have put it this year like a really close second. Well, kind of tied with second, tied in second with Honda. Um, so, mm-hmm. great bike, yeah. Yep. Great motor, handles well, doesn't ever get jiggy or do anything weird but yeah it doesn't excel really in any one area um
2: fro fro does a good job of telling me all about the 499 cc power plant and the commercials you oh ever, yeah you never paid attention to that ping
0: i haven't heard that
1: oh yeah he, has to wa- he has watch actually have to watch the races to do that oh yeah that.
2: there's these things <laughs> called races that they have um yeah in the commercial i swear it makes this 499 cc motor right Kiefer?
1: Yeah, he does. I think he does, yeah, you're right.
2: I think he does. And so I am always like, why doesn't anybody catch that? Um so getting to the to the four fifty uh shootout ping you kinda gave yours away, but Suzuki number one in your eyes? Cowie for and, me. Cowie yeah. and I I Honda get on my
0: bike. Yeah. I'm still the most comfortable. Um none of the bikes are sprung for me. Like like Keeper said, I'm at 164 pounds or whatever I am, it's, I'm not even. Close. I think their target weight is 180 to 200 or something.
2: Oh, really? Huh? So all those
0: four could be here over Yeah, they're sprung pretty heavy.
2: They didn't used to be. Uh, they didn't used to be back in the day. It's going the other way now. Oh, okay. I
1: don't know if you've noticed that. But...
2: Go ahead, Kiefer.
1: No, I was saying it. It's, it seems like it's going that way now. Like the frames are getting more rigid. The valving is getting like softer, but the spring rates are going up. Interesting. Yeah.
2: Um so and then uh ping for you, KTM or Yamaha fourth and fifth. KTM fourth, Yamaha um,
0: fifth? Yeah. yeah, probably. Um but you know it's it's super close. And I'd probably even pick the three fifty over the four fifty. Really, huh? And yeah, and and I mean it's I mean it's super close. I could get that Yamaha and do some suspension work, maybe I put clamps on it or something, and get it to where I love it. I go have a ball on it. So when I'm when I'm trying to separate them, I'm just thinking, okay, I'm really picking it apart and going, okay, if I had to go out and ride this thing hard,
3: mm-hmm.
0: which one would I be most comfortable doing that on? And so that's how I have to pick them. I mean, otherwise, I just sit there and go, they pretty much all tied for first. Good job, guys. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be waffling like Jason Thomas. I mean, you've got to pick it.
2: Right, right, right. Um, and you like the 350, so there's still. We just had a a little email exchange coming up on Racer X here about the 350. Um, but you're a fan, Ping.
0: Yeah, again, you know, it's it's really weird because they don't weigh much different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a couple pounds or a few pounds or something, but it feels so much lighter to me, and I feel like I've got more control of that thing. When I get on the 450, I'm like, whoa. Easy, big fella. I gotta like back her down a little.
3: Right.
0: Um, I can ride that 350 harder. At, you know, plenty of horsepower. I imagine if I did a little work on that thing, I could get it to be. That's what shocks me. Where 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 people say oh, it won't work in racing here. I mean, you mean to tell me if if particularly factory KTM put all their fancy bits and pieces into that engine, it wouldn't be fast enough. I find that really hard to believe. Because I don't feel like those guys are taking those motors, you know, at Factory KTM and Factory Cali and go, okay, let's come up with a game plan here, guys. How can we make more horsepower out of this 450? We need more power. I just I don't see them doing that. I think they're kind of trying to place it where they want it, make it more usable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Make it more broad, maybe fill in holes, but I don't know. I think you can get that thing to where it could be competitive here. Not for me. I really enjoyed riding it.
2: Uh where would you put the four fifties, uh, Keith, for including a three fifty? Where do you rank them? It was your own well, shootout.
1: We, we we included a three fifty in our four fifty shootout this year too, and uh my personal rankings are Kawasaki just because of stability and motor, uh first. Second, Honda. Third, I put the KTM three fifty. Um, I'm like King, I'm I was a... Uh, I, I was disgusted by that bike in 2012. I was like, I don't even want to ride it. Mm-hmm. What? We didn't even get one in 13 because I was like, eh, no need to ride that. It didn't make sense to me. Right. And I went to the introduction and met uh, Tom at, at a track, and I rode it, and I was like, oh, this is a completely different feeling bike. Um, and we were talking about excitement. To me, the, the KTM 350 has more excitement than a low than the Honda. Like, I come out of a corner, and I'm like, holy crap, this thing pulls so great out of a corner. Wow, so okay. yeah. this myth about torque, and it doesn't have enough torque, to me, bottom to mid, I think the KTM 350 is a little bit better than the Honda. And then once you shift in the third, the Honda actually feels better, because you have to ride the 350 kind of up in the R's. Mm-hmm. And uh, Suzuki fourth for me. And Yamaha and KTM are close too. but I would have to give the Yamaha nod a little bit above the KTM 450.
2: Wow, Ping's favorite is your fourth favorite.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, are you guys gonna fight? You duel at noon? Let's have a
0: race that. on I, YouTube. I don't know. I don't know how Kiefer feels, but I mean, it's a you just talk. You're splitting hairs.
1: Right. Right.
0: You're really splitting hairs. So.
1: The, and and he's right. Like I and that's the thing. Like Suzuki was some. On some tracks, my second favorite bike. But then we go to places like Glen Helen where it's faster, rougher, where setup is more key for me, where there's a whole mess of holes and chop and not a lot of jumps. Mm -hmm. Just the the frame feeling and the rigidity feeling that I feel coming out of that bike knocked it down for me.
0: Hmm. And see, that bike is really heavily sprung. So I guarantee if I took it to Glen Helen on a normal day when it's that hard chop underneath, that Suzuki beat the hell out of me but right. Cali I'd probably like the Cali the best just cuz it is so stable at speed but that well, isn't where we did our test.
2: Well Ping you got to remember Kiefer uh writes for dirt Rider, so they put IMS tanks and handguards before they before they <laughs> test them. You know they put uh, Bark Barkbusters and IMS tanks and saddlebags and then they test them and yeah. and DOT tires. They go the,
0: they go the opposite of uh, MX they drop a teeth on the sprocket. Right. From, uh, 50 to 49. <laughs> right right
2: right. Um, we do radar runs, man. Yeah. Um, very odd testing procedures over a Dirt Rider, but we, we respect them nevertheless. Um, the the two fifties, let's get to switch to two fifties. Ping, you've only ridden the Honda, um, um, for the two fifties. There's not a lot changed besides the Yamaha, which I'm excited to talk about. Kiefer, is that thing any better? It seems like, how could it not be?
1: Dude, it is good. Like I was as, as, as shocked as I was how, uh, how much I didn't like the 450. I was equally, you know, shocked how well I did like the 250. Mm-hmm. Um, when you when you when you listen to that bike, you know, someone riding it, it sounds like a 450. Like I couldn't tell the difference. And hopping on one, it, it feels like a miniature race motor. Like to me, the Kawasaki kind of was the leader in horsepower in the 250 class, and Yamaha is. I didn't get to ride them back to back, so I don't know for sure, but. When I rode at the day at Glen Helen, when he had a little two-hour intro, it felt like as fast as a Cowie, if not a little bit better. So the motor department, I think, is beyond anything that we've ever seen from Yamaha in the 250 class, and it still has a great straight-line handling feel. It still has a little bit of a, a vague feeling, cornering, you know, not not mm-hmm. the best cornering bike, but leaps and bounds better than I've We've been seeing from Yamaha in the 250 class. It's going to be, and they're going to be a really, really player in this year's uh, shoot up, I think, with every magazine.
2: Yeah, and then, you know, of course, with Jeremy Martin and uh, Cooper Webb, like they could start winning races for the first time in, you know, 20 years <laughs> in that class. Well, they, oh,
1: they got a good base to work off of with that motor, I think. It's, yeah. it's It's really good.
2: Ping, did you not like the Honda, 2014 Honda, as much as the 2013?
0: Um, no, I wouldn't say that. It's okay. Just, you know, I, I've I've kind of learned to keep my mouth shut a little bit. Um, you know, you go to these introductions and the tracks all in and watered and perfect and they're feeding you hot dogs and burgers and barbecue. <laughs> Gatorade is flowing like wine and chicks you know, like, are everywhere. Like
2: great. Naked
0: chicks and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Free trips to all. I wanna go to that intro. <sighs> um it's just it's real easy to go. Yeah, I really like this thing. I'm, really, I'm This is awesome. Right. This is going to be the best bike of the year, you know. Right. And and then you go to your shootout, and then you get to ride them all back to back on a track. Track that's a little more rough and ruts, and you're going. Wait, this thing doesn't feel like it did that day at the intro. You know, why? Where's the guy feeding me grapes? And where's the? Me with where's, a palm the phone?
2: where's the? Where's uh, the chicks uh, servicing me as soon as I get off the bike? Yeah, <laughs> where they go? Sir, the royal penis is clean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <know>. That's awesome,
2: <laughs> right? You're like, wait a minute. Now here I am on a Thursday at Glen Helen, all by myself.
0: <laughs> no, it's just I, I just don't want to speak until I ride all back to that. But I mean, looking at the changes they made to it and and riding it that day, they didn't know they stayed with the traditional force, which I think that right there tells you you're not going to have the issues the 450 has, and. um you know, the other changes they made were all good changes to the 450. So um, I'm sure it's going to be a good bike. I rode it, felt comfortable right away. I didn't get on and go, ah, oh, this sucked. Mm-hmm. It felt great. But I don't want to go on and on about it until I've ridden them all back to back. Yep. Um,
2: Keefer, what's the other uh, 250Fs, KTM, Suzuki, Cowie? How are they? What's changed? What's better? Well, what's, what's worse?
0: What's changed? What? Interesting.
2: So Ping, your, your, your phone broke up. What?
0: Oh, sorry. I just said, what's changed on the Cali Suzuki? And, yeah. And,
2: uh, I don't know. Let's ask Kiefer. Uh,
1: little, little bits like reliability, internals and stuff like that. I mean, I can't get to the specifics, but nothing performance wise where you're going to be like, Oh, this is bikes way different. Any you, mm.
3: know,
1: you know, valving little changes in the fork shock and some transmission dogs are a little bit different, just stuff like that. But as far as, the big change. Yamaha had the big change and Honda have, you know, more of the, they're like the second biggest. They had some good size changes in their 250. Um, just to elaborate on the Honda real quick too. Again, I think where you have your introduction is key for the media. You're having an introduction at 3000 feet. You're riding a 250F. You're going to hurt some horsepower. People are going to get misconceptions that the bike is slower. I think that's what the Honda, uh, In my my opinion, I think that's where Honda kind of failed in their introduction. I kind of feel like you need to have your intros. Yeah, you need to... I don't know if you need to wine and dine, like we said, and have chicks with DSLs and all that stuff, but if you have an introduction maybe where your bike shines the most, so if you go test at Glen Helen or wherever you test the most, have the introduction there because you're going to get perceived a better rating than you would if you have... You trying to go a different track and impress the guys, you know, the magazine guys. That's my opinion. So... For me, I think the Cowie is still the same. It has a great motor. Um, Corner's, you know, good. There's nothing really bad about the bike, you know. Um, Suzuki, same thing like the 450. Good motor. Corner's the best, I think. Um, KTM, I think, still needs to work on their 250 myself. It still feels a little sluggish down low. It's a ripper up on top, but it takes some work to go fast on it. Uh, more so than the other bikes. And uh, what else am I missing? Yamaha, we already covered that. Suzuki? Yeah. Uh, Suzuki? Yeah, and the Suzuki, it, it, same thing. It corner's great. You know, motor's right there with, I think, almost as good as the Kawi. Um The only thing to try to pick apart, and I don't really think about it when I test, because you really can't, is reliability with some of these bikes, you know. Um during the year I put time on a lot of these bikes for a long periods of time and there's certain bikes that don't last as long as others, so you know, well, you, know what, what gotta, you, you know consumers gotta you know, they think that. a lot about that too.
0: Hey you know, back in the day it, it was like if you did you know, Honda's lasted longer than everything, Honda and Yamaha and the Cali and Suzuki were kinda known to fall apart and need more parts and KTMs blew up before you even got to the start line. Um <laughs> You know, honestly, for me, I don't really get to see that long-term stuff. I only put maybe 20 hours a year, maybe 30 on my bike, and that's it. So I don't really get to see, you know, like these privateer guys that are just houring out different bikes and, and which ones last, which ones break. I mean, what can you tell us, you have done a lot of that endurance stuff on those.
1: Yeah, it's not as bad as it was. KTMs are actually really reliable, I think. I think they last as long as a Honda now. Um, Suzuki still has some issues, and it's just just dumb issues, like Kawasaki and Suzuki's chain sliders wear out in like 1.2 hours, and <laughs> you've got to get another chain slider, and, you know, throttle cables wear out, they seem like they they fray or they get really tough, so it's just little things here and there, but, you know, motor motor parts, if, you know, you take care of your motor, you change your oil, you have good oil, and you're on top of your, your maintenance, most all the bikes now are pretty pretty damn good. So,
2: I uh, I had to laugh this year when the Suzuki's came out. I even I tweeted it too. The Suzuki's come out and the, they're the top features uh, for both the 450 and the 250. ECM ignition program has been changed. Stylish two tone radiator shrouds. That's it. That's the key oh. features. I'm just like wow. They can't even make things up like oh, bigger piston. Uh, uh, walls, and, you know, we've drilled a, an oil passage into the main shaft. They can't even make those up. They're just like, you know what? F it. Ignition and radiator shrouds. Beat it. I had to laugh.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know about P-L-G, ping, bro. but uh, we didn't put numbers on our RMZ 450 just for that reason, just to show off the new bike, because if you put backgrounds on the side plates, it covers the new yellow <laughs> side panels up.
2: Um, I, also, too, like, what's going on with the rear fenders? To our 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 manufacturers, like Suzuki goes black, Honda and Cowie are white. Um, just guys, just stick with your colors. You know what are we doing? Yeah, uh,
0: I would like to just donkey punch the guy who's designing that Suzuki color scheme. Right? Yeah, uh, it's horrible. Yeah. And, and I'm I'm a I agree with you that. The Cowies this year, the factory Cowies, or what they were running in the Monster Cup, is the best looking bike they've had in yeah. I don't know how many years. Ever since they went to black plastic, I yeah. hate the black plastic. Um, the Kawasaki green,
2: green, please. green. It's yeah. okay, embrace it. You're dazzle, green. Dazzle me with the seat color. Make the seat a different color. Yeah, different stickers. Please, green plastic though. Thank you. The, the black rear fender on the Suzuki's looks so out of place. It's like, what are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. My only I think
1: black on anything looks horrible. I don't know. I, just I don't, don't mind like
2: black. It. I don't mind black rims. I like black rims. I'll deal with that. Yeah,
1: pl- plastic-wise though, black. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'm not All a right. big fan. All
2: right. Hey, is the is the Kawasaki is the um the ignition curve thing? Is that key Is that like something you would use? Something guys would use? Is that?
1: Oh, change the couplers out. You mean? Yeah. I mean, is that um? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it it that's a noticeable change. Actually, um. Uh, you know, I usually stick on the Kawasaki. I stick with the standard coupler. Um, it seems to be pretty good everywhere. You know, I don't ride Carlsbad, so I'm not going to put the smooth coupler on. But guys that wanted, you know, a little bit more mellower hit off, you know, off idle, you know, bottom in, they do actually make quite a bit of difference. And I think it's that's one of the pluses I do think. You know, they, all the manufacturers talk about, oh, we have variety, you know, this air fork, blah, 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 blah. But mm-hmm. the coupler is actually a legit a legit modification for consumers buying their bike i think it's great
3: Hmm. um
2: yeah interesting that they that they do that um kind of cool the the manufacturers are getting more and more um uh, you know more and more uh unique with what they're offering these different couplers and yamaha's got the, the tuner and of course air forks and different uh foot pegs and bar mounts like they're trying to I guess for lack of a better term, put lipstick on a pig and that's a bad term, but they're trying to offer all the consumers something else. And I like that. It's a good
3: thing.
1: Yeah. I think you need more, you know, you're, you're paying eight, nine grand, 10 grand for a dirt bike. You know, you need some other things to do, you know, and speaking of the Yamaha, that, that tuner is the best thing ever. That's the easiest. It is. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not even a mechanic dude and I can do that. And that's, that's a legit tool right there. And all the other manufacturers, you've got to get a computer, and it's just a big pain in the butt.
2: Right, right. I'm not even a mechanic, and I can use that. Um, Ping, um, before we wrap this thing up, uh, two strokes? You just want them
0: back? Uh, let's talk about them. <laughs> Keeper. Yeah. What about if we had – what would this bike sell? You tell me right now. let say Yamaha in 2015 – Stocks the world, comes out with a fuel-injected 250 two-stroke. Would that thing sound like hotcakes, or would it not?
1: It would sell faster than the Honda Grom is right now, that's for sure. <laughs> so, any dude, two-strokes, people go ape shit for two-strokes, man. And a lot of these companies are missing the boat on the two-stroke, and yeah, there, there is direct inject two-strokes coming. I just don't know by who.
2: Do you think... Do you think uh, Kiefer? Are the two-strokes getting bigger? Are they? Are they are more and more people turning back to them?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I even see it at the track. I'm sure Pink can attest to this. I see a lot, a lot of two-strokes now when I go to the track. It's it's more than I've ever seen in the past. You know, mm-hmm. maybe even two, three years ago, I didn't see a lot of two-strokes. You heard one, you're like, oh, that's bitching. The guy's riding a two-stroke. Now you you hear. Ten to twelve of them at the track at the same time. She's so like, oh, they're, they're they're coming back, and you know, obviously, they're not all new Yamahas. You know, they're
3: yeah,
1: they're all different types of two-strokes too, and and that's not even going to the off-road version. There's so many off-road two-strokes that are are really good and competitive right now, also.
2: I'd like to know like how many two-strokes Yamaha and KTM are producing, and how many are they selling. That's that's how you get more out there, you guys. Like right, like ping. Well, I know.
0: Yeah, I know. I don't know the numbers that they're producing, but KTM does sell out of all of the two-strokes they make. Um, okay. You know, I've been bugging Tom Moen for a long time to get me one to use as a project bike and to be able to ride. It. And he's like, "Oh man, it's tough. You know, we we sell out of them, so the dealers are always bugging us for anything we have. So they know there's they're, they're I think they're doing really well in that little niche that uh, I think is growing, and hopefully. Either we get another manufacturer in the mix, or Yamaha starts making some improvements to theirs again. Because mm-hmm. uh, their bikes, even though they haven't changed, they're still really good. So, what?
2: is there a better two-stroke ping, KTM or Yamaha? Have you ridden them? Is, are, they, are they? Are Was one better than the other?
0: Well, I mean the the KTM, I would say, is faster. You know, you they have continued to update it, so you get you know. You get better brakes, you get better things like that, but again, I go back to the vibration. Really bad on the two-strokes. If they would go to that rubber-mounted bar, mm-hmm. I think it's a no-brainer. That's the one you go with. Uh, Almost like but that said, I really, I really I had a one twenty-five Yamaha last year. Loved it. Yeah, totally loved it.
1: What about you, Kiefer? Same thing. I'm I'm right with King. Vibration, hate it. They put rubber mounts on it. Yeah, it could help, but the case, uh-huh. the two-stroke is gnarly. It vibrates so bad and um.
2: Funny, I don't remember, like, being a two-stroke guy and remembering any vibration issues on a 250 at all. 500s, yes, for sure. But 250s, I don't remember them ever being even an issue. That's funny. It's been years since I rode a two-stroke, though.
1: I think the same thing. Like, we're all used to four-strokes now. and mm-hmm. We go back to two-strokes, we notice, you know, different things. So.
0: Right. Um, but did, they have, did they have rubber-mounted bars back in the two-stroke days before four-strokes came along? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I, I don't know why I notice it so much now, but right. and you get on a bike that does not have rubber mounted bars, and it's like your hands go numb.
2: As a matter of fact, I would always put solid mounts in on my two-strokes that came with rubber mounts, and didn't why it didn't, is it there? Because I didn't like falling and twisting them, you know.
1: Oh, so, okay. so that's why the, the top guys do it too, then, right?
2: Well, I was a top guy, Kiefer.
1: <laughs> Manitoba, <laughs> sorry, my bad.
2: <laughs> Four Manitoba titles. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Kiefer. Um, how would you rank the 250s? Uh, I know it's early, like you said, but how would you rank them in order? I didn't get your, your order.
1: Uh, order's tough. I haven't rode them all back to back, but I have ridden them all at the same time. So, to me, Yamaha and Honda are going to be really close for me.
3: Okay. Um,
1: I've ridden a Honda back sea level ish, and uh, it actually, i picked up some of that mid to top emptiness that I was feeling where the intro was. hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Kawasaki is going to be in the mix, too. Um, I still think the KTM tvd is going to be down the ladder, um, but it's going to be for me. I think it's going to be up from the Yamaha, and the Honda, and then Kawasaki, Suzuki, KTM. Um,
2: funny you say that about the intros. I, I specifically remember talking to Racer X's Billy Ursic when he when he doesn't work there anymore, but when he did, and he did the the brand new YZ 450 intro at Bud's Creek, and he was just like, "It's the best bike ever." Ever. the thing <laughs> rules it's so good math as you have no idea and uh you know i mean i think a few people said that because the track was you know it's Buds creek and it's prepped and you're you know just like you said you're getting serviced after you get off the, the track and um yeah just funny funny how those intros go right
1: it, it is and, and i'm sorry go ahead King. no go ahead man i was gonna say it's just the track we were at honda you know it actually rained the track turned really good it it's just uh you know, on a two fifty, horsepower is ninety percent of the battle, you know, especially for feeling and having editors like us write about it. You know, you wanna have a fast two fifty F and go up in elevation you lose a little bit of that and so I just think they missed their mark and where to have it. You know, they could've prepped you know, I've been with Yamaha when they had their two fifty intro. What is that, Glenn Helen? Mm-hmm. And that's that's I despise Glen Helen, I just don't like it. And they prepped the track themselves, made the track so bitchin'. Travis was on the tractor, Butler was on the tr- everybody was doing work, and made the Glen Helen the best it's ever been, I mean, over the, whoever works there. I mean, they made it, I've never seen Glen Helen that good. And you can take pride in your prep and do your work, at a, you know, and go to a local track. I think that's what, you know, some of the manufacturers need to do instead of trying to go back east and mm-hmm. doing all this other stuff, so that's my opinion.
0: I agree. They spent a crap ton of money going to these places. We got we got some of the best tracks in the world here. Glen Helen, when you rip, actually just rip it and water it, it's amazing. It's just that the crew that's out there week to week, they freaking drag a piece of chain-link fence with a quad around it, and that's how they press it.
3: Right.
0: Or Jody so. Jody
2: dumps 8 million gallons of water on one straightaway. <sighs> Uh, yeah, but
0: the water doesn't soak into the pure concrete underneath it. You know, like no, just yeah. till it up.
2: Right. Is there? I might have asked this last year, but Ping, is there a best and a worst intro you've ever been to? And I don't want to bag on. Like, if there's a worst one, maybe you know, don't be nice. But is there best or uh, worst intros you've ever been to?
0: I don't know if there's a worst intro. They're all, you know.
2: Yeah. Well, one, maybe, one that, maybe, yeah, the, they, maybe one that maybe maybe when it rained or something, you know what I mean, like so, even something, didn't, or when you broke your leg at or anything like that, like not even a fault of the OEM or anything.
0: I don't have any of those stories. They're all pretty good, right? Okay, I got I got nothing interesting to say. I have nothing to add here.
1: <laughs> okay, sorry. <Jeez. laughs> uh, well, Callie had one at Millville. I don't know, was it last year or the year before? I don't remember, but mm-hmm. that was really fun. The track was ditching. Yeah, we, and we sent Denny Stevenson. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Right. So we all, we all went out to. The, they had us at a comedy club afterwards, and that was great because the, the, the comedian was just bagging on Danny the whole time. I was waiting for him <laughs> to fire his going to fire back, but I but, think he was holding it in so he didn't get anything out.
3: <laughs> I
2: remember I asked Danny, how were the whoops? He's like, I don't know, I just hung a left.
1: After <laughs> yeah, I came- never, there was a huge rut. Before the sand whoops, where he was just burning a line, yeah, in. yeah. And I was like, "Man, what's doing that?" And I see Danny just ripping ruts before the, the, yeah, he goes, the sand whoop.
2: He's like, "I didn't like these things when I was getting paid to race here. I'm certainly not going to ride them now." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, good times, guys. Anything else? Anything else to add, Ping or, or Kiefer? Anything about the new bikes or anything else?
1: Um, for me, I just think you know. Everything's like we always say it, everything's all oh, everything's so close, but it, it really is like all the bikes are so yeah. good now, and I think if you just depend what kind of rider you are and what you're interested in and where you want to go to a dealership and where's your best deal, just go where you you, you, can't, you can't lose. All the bikes are good nowadays, right. so the manufacturers all do a good job of trying to take care of the, the consumer.
2: Yeah, if you have a dealer that just kicks ass with discounts or sponsors you or parts counter or whatever, that could be a swaying factor. Continuity's is not very much these days. It's all kind of the same. So,
0: Right. Yeah, and I would say look at uh, what you can get a 2013 bike for because a lot of times they'll blow those out right now. Um, that's something to consider. And, um, you know, for me, I think that if you are a smaller guy, Look at the Honda and the Suzuki maybe a little more closely, and bigger, taller guy. Look at the other three brands. Um, just seems like, in general, those kind of suited to that body style, a little, that body type a little bit.
2: Noted, Ping. Noted. <laughs>
0: uh, I wasn't going for bigger, like wide. I'm going for oh, more like height. Uh, but uh, oh, okay. All right. Really um,
2: perfect, guys. Hey, thank you for doing the btosports.com Sports.com. Racer X podcast presented by Thor MX 2014 New Bike Special. David pingry and Chris Kiefer. Thanks very much, guys.
1: See hey, boys.
2: Thanks, Dave. Thanks.
0: This has been the BTOSports.com podcast show brought to you by Racer X. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such
1: as the Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give a hundred percent, I'm not going to take the money.
0: The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, "That's it," you know.
1: And it's it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time. Of Seven-time Jeremy McGrath.
0: I was so mad, like so disappointed and so
1: frustrated that I pulled the pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. it It's been no problem. My,
0: my ego got in the way, you know. The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride and you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do.
1: Search Pulp MX
2: on the iTunes store to enjoy these and many more great podcasts.